connected to Edmonton, driving home the important stories of the day. Hey, that's very nice that they're saying that about me, but I learned that from somebody, and that somebody was a gentleman named John Short, who we uh, lost last Wednesday, but his fingerprints are all over this town. Not just sports, but I'm talking about community. Uh, huge pro sports guy, everyone knows, but absolutely loved amateur sports in the Edmonton area and was never, ever, ever afraid to promote that. The radio soundscape around this town is littered. I'm going to use the term littered because I think it, it makes me laugh, and I know it would make John laugh. But uh, it, the town is littered with people like me who listened to John first and then decided this is what I want to do. And the other thing was is that he was more than happy to mentor us all. And it was... Uh, it was tough news last week, and I said, I got to do something when I get my voice back and I get back on the air. So I invited somebody that I know. His name is Michael Short, son of John Short. And we'll get into what Michael does because it's also related to broadcasting and that kind of... How you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for this. No problem. I just wanted you to have a chance to come on. And I got a bunch of texts. I'll read some of the texts uh, from people who were... Um, who were definitely touched by your dad. There's, there's no denying that. It's just, uh, I'm going to start with me. As a kid, listening at home, late in the evenings, he was doing his sports talk show, and I would have my transistor radio underneath the pillow, so mom and dad, you know, they might have thought I was asleep, but I wasn't asleep. I was listening to him talk about sports with all that passion, the great stories that he had, and the fact that he treated everybody so wonderful, and I got to think that I'm not the only one telling you that story. <laughs> no, it, it's, uh, boy, I don't, I don't even know where to begin, Bryn. Um, as, a, as a little guy, Dad used to sing to us when we went to bed. He had a pretty good, uh, see, he had a pretty good singing voice. Why I wanted to have you on for stuff like this. Okay, all right. <laughs> and, you know, and then there was there was a gap where, you know, Dad moved away, life happens, and, and that type of thing. And yeah. So when he came back and, you know, we got reacquainted, I got to listen to him again at night, um, this time on the radio. And uh, that he was, was... singing sports. He was singing sports at that time. So it's, um, yeah, and then, of course, just uh, oh, the Im innumerable um, coffees and, and get-togethers that we had, you know, since he came back and since, you know, we rekindled the relationship. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was really special. I, I got to think, so I just basically said how far I back I go listening to your dad. And then basically he was there to kind of, as I, told, I remember getting a hold of him and saying, this is what I want to do. I want to do this. And he encouraged me. I moved to Moose Jaw. He stayed in touch with me. I moved to Winnipeg. He stayed in touch with me. I, you want to come on the show? Come on the show. Like he was just, he was so nurturing to everybody. I'm not the only one who went through that. I think there's a lot of people who I'm sure have reached out to here in the last week like well, that. It's, it's been, it's, what, what do they say? You, you broke the internet. I mean, he, <laughs> he, he broke my, he broke my feed um, with, with just, I don't know. There's been a couple hundred, I guess, easily that are just, you know, quick little hellos. But then there's been the, the more in depth of how, some of the stories, you know, um, a woman who was going through a, a really rough time with with her son in the hospital wasn't a sports fan, right? Would be driving back from the hospital late at night after spending time with her son, and just listening to to, to dad talk and 
it got her through it. And she sent me a note about this. Uh, it's just, yeah, those kinds of stories. You, you, I had no, you know, you have no idea. No. You know, and he didn't really talk a lot about those kinds of things. He was, um, he was one of those, you know, the story came in, he dealt with it, he moved on to the next thing. And I think he looked at those interactions with other people the same way. Okay, you came in, you discussed something, got it off your chest, and then moved on to the next thing. And, and they're, they're gone. They're forgotten from, in a way from him. Well, I'm lucky because I use uh, John, obviously, as one. Brian Hall's another one for me. Halsey's been oh. so supportive for me. Uh, Rod Phillips mm. is another guy. Uh, I, I know I'm going to miss somebody here, but uh, Wes Montgomery was another one who uh, who just treated me like gold, and I will never, ever forget that. But, you know, there's I, a million I, of these I've stories. I've got to tell you, so we had moved to Edmonton. Uh, from trail and um, I think dad was working at uh, the journal at the time and he came home one late night <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. and uh, my mom wasn't too happy but dad was saying yeah I just you know I spent the evening with Wes Montgomery uh-huh. and I looked at dad and I said Wes Montgomery talks to you? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yeah. I know. I, it's, it's funny how, because Wes was one of my mentors when I ended up at, at Kissin' Radio, and Wes was there, and he handed sports reporting responsibilities over to me. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, it just goes around, right? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we all work at different radio stations. We all have our own different thing. But I remember when Wes passed away, I was on another radio station, and we didn't care. Wes, I listened to Wes on this station, spinning the hits way back in the day. Sure. You got to stop and pause and just tip your cap to people like that. And uh, like I said, lots of different responses that we've received over you know the last little while. I know you've talked to a lot of... Is there anybody who surprised you? I know Jason Greger uh, obviously worked alongside your dad for a long time. Another one you know, who uh, he was, who he mentored. There, there's a lot of us. There's there's also people in the news side who have been mentored by your dad because he was so involved in, in writing. He was a journalist yeah. long before he was a broadcaster. Well, there's a there's a guy sitting out out here right now by the name of Randy Kilburn, and that uh, you know dad was a huge um, supporter of and and friend of, and and I know. Randy and I have chatted about his interaction and you know and, and speaking of news Brent, I guess one of the one of the things that may surprise some people was that dad was a reporter first yes he wasn't a sports guy to begin with he re- very much was a, a news guy and he spent a, a lot of time covering the news of not only this city but he had a deep desire to be a war correspondent. He he really Oh, absolutely. He you know, during the Vietnam War, he was with Canadian Press and I think they came very close to sending him. Wow. Um so there were instances where he he just absolutely wanted to be in the thick of things. He was a voracious reader. Mm-hmm. Um I, <laughs> the last time he moved, I told him I'm not buying him another book. Right. <laughs> there were books and books he was a uh, he just loved to consume biographies of Winston Churchill, Roosevelt, some of the some of those folks that from 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 the Second World War. He was a he was I would dare say a student of leadership and of of the Second World War from from that standpoint of understanding those people. 
I want to read you two texts, and then uh, there's a story i got to tell you about the last time I had a lunch with him, uh, and I, I love that. Uh, but here's one from Marfus who said, this text is from Michael. I greatly enjoyed listening to your dad for years. Always positive, knowledgeable, humorous. I believe there's three tick marks for me on that regard, too. He said, I was thinking today that legends like your dad, Halsey, etc., did their jobs without the Internet. I couldn't imagine that. I'm sorry uh, about your loss, and condolences go to your entire family, your friends and colleagues. Uh, rest in peace, John. Another one comes from Kat, who says, Hey, Bryn and Michael, I had the honor and pleasure of meeting Mr. Short. He hated that, did he not? He always used to say that was John, his dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It had to be John. Anyway, uh, he met Mr. I met Mr. Short while volunteering with the Canadian Transplant Association, a volunteer organization that promotes organ donation through sports and supports transplant recipients participating in Canadian and World Transplant Games. We met John over lunch at the Edmonton Centre. I was with Jenny Demand at the time, a fellow kidney to uh, who was a recipient, and uh, worked in the makeup department at CBC. Jenny was a wonderful woman. She suggested him as a guest speaker and spoke highly of him. Anyway, my impression, he was one of the most genuine, warm, humorous, and gentleman media people I've met and was so gracious to accept our invitation to speak at, at our luncheon. He was a huge hit. He'll be greatly missed. And then there's a little note for me. I had also met her at uh, an event and said that uh, I was uh, kind and generous. It's because of guys like your dad yeah. that basically said, look, you can go on the radio, but you got to do other stuff in the community. And he was a community guy. Oh, absolutely. He just, uh, I don't think he, he, and that was that's probably the biggest difference between him and I. I, I shy away from public stuff. <laughs> yeah, I really do. And he, but he, he kind of got energy from it, and he just embraced it and saw what it was that if he could lend his name and and uh, lend the show to support something, then he was going to do it. It was interesting the first comment about the uh, the internet. You know, he was very technically challenged. You're I, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> News to me. <laughs> I, I, I hazard to guess where he would be if if he had embraced the internet and and all things um, um, podcasting because I, I think he probably could have extended his career another 20 years, Bryn. I know that you tried to, to I get tried, him yeah. going. I tried to get him. I said, look, can we just sit down and do like a podcast series where you can tell stories? Because I don't want to lose these stories. The stories are too great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you know what? Some people just are happy with where they're at. And it, it goes back to a lunch I had, one of his favorite places on Jasper Avenue, 116th Street. I can't remember the name of the restaurant, like the barn, uh, whatever. Okay. Had a lunch with him there with a few friends. And, uh, you know, obviously he was going through some struggles. But you know what? Still had that smile. Still had that laugh. Still really engaged in the conversation more interested in hearing what you had to say than what he had to say. I had to say, tell me that story about Badaba, and he would go on, and I would just sit there, and I'd be mesmerized, and I, and uh, like I said, it's the last lunch I, I, I had with him, and it's a very special thing for me, but we all have that. But he, now, what you, tell everybody what you're doing, because you haven't just been doing what you've been doing. You've been doing this for quite some time. Was there any of his influence or a push, or did he guide you in this direction? So he, he actually 
gave me the the opportunity. It was 25 years ago. I came to him and I said, I got this idea to, you know, do journalism in the outdoors because there wasn't any. And um, he said, well, that sounds interesting. Why don't you do a, a two-minute bit for sports talk and so that's what we started to do uh, so let's go outdoors incidentally the name that he came up with um, was born and uh, I started doing a, a little bit on Friday nights uh, on the show next thing I know I'm doing half hour shows on 16 radio stations across Alberta and then yeah. that led to television and and now it's uh, it's a full-fledged YouTube channel and um, you know we're well over two million views and and um, doing that so it's been interesting did he ever give you any feedback um I think again dad was the kind of guy that he he knew that the outdoors needed to be there and he yeah. enjoyed driving through it but putting on a pair of boots and no. walking through it wasn't going to happen so he was he was kind of out of his out of his comfort zone to, to sort of critique but I I think he I think he I think he was proud of what I was doing. Oh, sure. I know, I know, I know that for a fact. I can tell you that absolutely, hundred percent. the The last thing I want to touch on is he really pushed the amateur sport agenda at a time where this is an NHL town. This is it's all Edmonton Oilers, and then there's everybody else. But he always had time for Don Horward and basketball at the University of Alberta. Claire John, Drake, John Belmont, oh, John Belmont, the Huskies, and all yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. He just he lived that. He didn't just do that. He because he it he, it meant something to him. Yeah, and I don't know where that came from, Bryn, but it was it was the thing that struck me was that he would treat an interview with Don Harwood, John Belmont, a kid that played Triple A hockey the same level as if he was sitting down across from Glenn Sather or Wayne Gretzky. It yeah. didn't, he just approached it, you've got a story to tell, I'm here to listen and ask you some questions about it and it didn't matter who it was. He he just he just loved, loved I think he just loved people and I think he loved telling stories and, and talking. Stories of the every man, every woman, right? He just yeah. loved that. The other thing too, to wrap this up, the only person who... Uh, I, he always corrected. If you call him Mr. Short, he always corrected. You said that was my father. The only time that he never corrected somebody was Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. He used to call him Mr. Short. <laughs> and I think there was a healthy respect level from both of them. Uh, he never corrected Wayne. He just let it roll. So yeah. I just thought it was fantastic. Uh, you know how I feel about you, your family, uh, how you feel about, uh, you know, how I felt about your dad. And I know this is a, it's a tough, tough time right now, but you're going to hear a million of these stories. And it's just going to prop you right up. And uh, you should be so proud of what you're doing now and what he did. He made his legacy and his mark on this city is immense. And I wanted to thank you for coming in today. Oh, uh, Bren, thank you. It was a real, real pleasure to come in and, and share some stories. Thanks very much. And we will have another coffee. Count on it. Michael Short joining us in studio. Thanks very much for that.